Hello, friends, and welcome to the Wisdom for Life broadcast. This is Pastor Glenn with another episode that we hope will bless you. 1 Samuel chapter 25. So glad that you're here. If you're here visiting with us, God bless you. There is a uh, little visitor's card that's right in front of you at the pew. If you'd fill that out, drop it off with Sarah and I out here in the foyer on the way out. That would be a blessing. We'll send you a little gift card in the mail just to show you that we love you. It'll probably be some food or whatever, but uh, that's my love language. So anyway, drop that off on the way out. We're just so excited that you're here, and, and you know what? You're visiting a great church this morning. <laughs> a very good one, amen? Hallelujah. Yeah, we're talking about hidden heroes today, and uh, specifically, we're going to learn some interesting things about Abigail in the Old Testament. Again, First Samuel 25. We're going to look at a few verses here uh, this morning. Why don't we jump over, uh, let's look at verse 10 today. won't read it all, but verse 10, we'll read part of the, the text here, at least in the chapter today. Verse 10, who is this fellow David, Nabal sneered. Now, now Nabal's name means foolish or senseless. Can you imagine naming your kid that? And, and it's interesting because names in the Bible, you know, people begin to live their lives prophetically into those names. And this is exactly how this guy lives. He's, he's a foolish guy. But here's the thing. He, he's got a lot of wealth. And, and this is to say, I, I think we mistake sometimes. We think because somebody has money or they have success that they're wise. Not always. This guy is very successful, and he's a fool. Now, I didn't call him that. The Bible does. The Bible does. Who is this fellow David, Nabal sneered? Who does this son of Jesse think he is? There are lots of servants these days who run away from their masters. Should I take my bread and water and the meat I've slaughtered for my shears and give it to a band of outlaws? who come from who knows where. So David's messengers returned and told him what Nabal had said. Verse 13, get a load of this. Get your swords. I like David. He's a man of action. We're going to go kill him. He doesn't even say why. He doesn't even say what. He just said, get your sword, swords, boy. That's what David's reply was. And he strapped on his own. 400 men started off with David and 200 remained behind to guard their equipment. Meanwhile, one of Nabal's servants went to Abigail and told her, David sent men from the wilderness to talk to our master. He insulted him. But David's men were very good to us, and we've never suffered any harm from them. Nothing was stolen from us the whole time they were with us. In fact, day and night, they were like a wall of protection to us and the sheep. Did you know that day and night... God is like a wall. Jesus, the king, is like a wall of protection for you. Day and night. Uh, not to go into an allegorical interpretation of this text, but let me just show you some things this morning. David is anointed to be king. He's called without the crown. Saul is still on the throne. He's chasing David. The prophet Samuel's dead. David is on the run, and while he's on the run, this anointed king 
is protecting people. How many of you know that Jesus is the anointed king now? Not, not just later. You know, we sing that song, bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. That, that should be present and past tense, not just a future thing that we look to. And yet we don't see the entire world of his kingdom, Christ, lining up yet with his sovereignty, do we? But it will. And in the meantime, I call it the tweener season, right? Anybody ever feel like a tweener? That's somewhere between the teens and the 30s. Yeah, tweener. You're in this moment where it's like God is king, just like David. David means beloved. Amen. And yet we got these navels that run all over the place in the world. Foolish people somehow prospering. And we go, what gives? What gives? My God is king. Jesus is in charge. And he's gifted many of us, right? And in the meantime, he's also given character to many of us. The problem is, is we get our focus so much on Nabal that we forget about the coming king with a sword. Can you see it in the text? It's just a picture, typologically, and we learn some overreaching principles here about a king who's coming and the Nabals who sneer at him. Not only from Washington, but from the media. Foolishly thinking that what they have is the result of what they've done. Saying things like this, who is he to come and get what's mine? And yet it's been God's protection all Come on. It's his anyways. We've got some characters in this story we're going to learn about this morning. But the main thing I want you to get as a takeaway from this place today is number one. God wants to work character in you and gifting, but he prefers character. Don't worship gifting. Because David in the story, in his rage, is about to make some mistakes. And Nabal in the story has certainly made some mistakes. They're both gifted. One is gifted with wealth, but no wisdom. The other one is gifted with an anointing, but is enraged in bringing wrath. And then there's Abigail who has the character to stand in the middle. Ever feel like you're in the middle of things? Oh, my. I bet you every mama in here, is ever, you've been in the middle. Come on. Right? Every wife, every mama, you've been in the middle? Here comes Abigail with the character to stand in between, to offer reconciliation. Big $20 word, but what is that? Simply this. I'll stand in the gap. I'll be the intercessor. I'll pray that the king's wrath would calm. Church, that's our position today. Because the wrath of God is stored up on this world. One amen? Just like Abraham, we can intercede for this dark place, for the lives and the navels that we work with. Come on, you got a navel at work. I didn't say navel, I said navel. Well, kind of both. Oh, never mind. We need the character to stand in these places, these tweener places, and say, Lord, I will pray for that Nabal, that foolish person that is acting in such a way as to disregard your kingship. You own this company, Lord, and the office, 
and this planet. Would you pray with me? Father God, in the name of Jesus, help us get this revelation this morning. We need character development, God. We are gifted. We're filled with gifting from your spirit. But God, even more, may we have the character, God, to remain, to stay, to get in the middle, to pray, to love, bring peace, love, and joy. Light up the darkness, God. Not just, not curse it, but light it up. God, help us, God, with the nables in this world. And help us to pray, God, for their lives. In Jesus' name, everybody says, come on. Amen. I want to take you through some superheroes this morning. I just want to see how geeky you are. If I could get the lights in the front cut, I want that first superhero to go up, and I want you to tell me what their gifting is. Okay, who is that? That's a, what does he do? He's fast. He's fast. Pretty good. You guys know that. Give me another one. Who's that guy? Somebody said that was my spouse this morning. No, that's, that, that's the Incredible Hulk. Right? What's his gifting? Strength. Awesome. Good. Next one, please. Who's this guy? Boy, I could preach a couple of messages on Superman. The whole entire story. His father's name is El. He's Kal-El. Woo! Boy, it's Hebrew words. <laughs> but anyway, Superman, what's his strength? What's his gifting? All kinds of stuff, right? Right? Okay, next one. Who's that guy? Captain America. You know, this is the coolest church. Right? Right, Pastor? Isn't that cool? Pastor Tyler? It's a cool church here. Now, all these guys got gifting. But listen, here's the deal. Who are they really? You ever met these people? Are they real? We, we have a culture that celebrates gifting, but not character. This is why we do American mu uh, mu uh, Music Awards. This is why we do the Grammys. This is why we do all these big celebrations for gifting of people without character. These people have no character whatsoever, but we celebrate only their gifting. That's our culture. And we do it in church too. How many Bible stories have you heard about people who did great things? Come on, Samson. A lot of gifting there, right? Did you know his gifting crushed him for lack of character? His own gifting, come on, that was his gifting. Lord, give me my power and the gifting one more time. And he pushes the pillars apart, kills all the Philistine, more than he had killed in his entire lifetime. But in the process, his own gifting for lack of character crushed him. We put people on platforms and we think because they're on a platform, that necessitates example that makes them exemplary no what makes them exemplary is if they have character it's how they live their lives when they're not on a platform when they're in between when they're praying for people and caring for people who don't care about God and are foolish those are the real heroes yes yes give me a few more I want to give you some because maybe you don't know who these people really are Iron Man, who's that? What's he do? <laughs> right, right. He's, he's got all the powers in his suit because he's got money, right? But who are these people really? I want to show you. There's a few. Give me the next one. I want to show you some real. Spider-Man, who's that? Spider-Man, right? And what's he do? He shoots webs and climbs walls. That's awesome. Pretty good. 
right? Who is he really? You ever met him? He's Peter Parker. He... That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. How about some, how about, that's gifting. How about some character? Give me one here. Who is this? Who? Yes, please, tell me some more. Amen. Amen. That's character. That's a superhero. That's a superhero. Let me give you some that you may know that are close and here, please. Look, you didn't know Charity was the Flash. She actually, you thought the Flash was a dude. No, it's Charity. Every week, she's running like crazy, trying to get everything accomplished and done. Get, let me give, give you another one here. Look at that. There's Don. You didn't know Don was the Wolverine. I, <laughs> Don, that's awesome, man. You, you do look like him. I mean, I'm just saying, you could be. He's got, a, he's got a full-time job over at Saucers, but when he's not at Saucers, he's out there fighting stuff, making stuff happen for anybody who needs help. He's helped many of you in this room. He doesn't want any of this. Trust me, he didn't ask for any of this. But, but listen, this is just his heart. He's got character, right? How about another one here? Let's see, let's see what's... Look, there's Jason. You didn't know Jason was, was Spider-Man. No, he's holding Captain America's shield. And that's, what, that's why we call him Dr. J, because he spins a web and brings everything together. He's always working here. At, there isn't a Saturday that goes by that he's not here, putting something together, making something happen, wiring something, moving something. He just loves it. He don't care to have any recognition. It's not his giftings that he's looking for. He's not looking for a platform. He just wants to have the character to serve. How about one more? You know, there he is. That's Ryan Headley. There you go. You didn't <laughs> look at him. And you know what's funny? He actually looks like his brother when he's <laughs> up there like that. But <laughs> he's got the strength to be a teacher. A, a lot of you don't know this, but, but he teaches at a place where there's a lot of students that they're in that particular place in school because they, they have struggles with life. And they, they're, they, they have issues with being in the classroom. And this man pours out his heart every single day and then comes here with a big smile on his face. I've never, in 18 months that I've known him, ever seen him frown or be upset. The other day I was like, hey, how was school today? And he was like, you know what? It was challenging, but I'm glad to be there. You know, that's strength. That's what we're looking for. Then comes in and serves you guys and loves on you guys. Do, do we have another? I don't know if we, we get, we all done? Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now we know who Captain America is. It's Pastor Tyler. He loves your kids. He's serving your kids all the time. He loves the teenagers. And he's always happy. He's always kind. He weighs about 240 pounds. Am I right? Oh, higher. <laughs> oh, 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 it's good. It's good. He's a beast. He's a beast, but, he, but he's gentle. He's loving. He's caring. And he loves our teenagers, man. That's character. I think we're, maybe we have one more, I don't know.
can't remember. We good? Can we, can we give them all a hand? Yeah. See, see what bothers me is, 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 is the culture of comic book Christianity that we've been exposed to in church. We are told stories about David and his exploits, but we're not, we never really review his character very much, do we? We talk a lot about Samson, and we talk about how great his strength was, but we, we just kind of veer away when, we, when we, we kind of gloss over on his character. How he ends up being married to and sleeping with the Philistines that he's supposed to be setting Israel free from. You know, we gloss over these, these stories, like people like Solomon, who had this extreme gifting of wisdom. And yet at the same time, what kind of a Weisenheimer would go out listen to me, and have 700 women as his concubines. Yeah, that's wise. I can't handle one. <laughs> Stupid. But bold is gifting and all oh, his wisdom. What about character? We gloss over these stories. And in church, even if somebody has a moment where they operate in a spiritual gifting, or if they work and maybe they sing or maybe they preach or maybe they teach, we look at those people and say, oh, aren't they wonderful? But the people you need to be looking at are the people with character. You need to emulate people of character. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. He didn't say, follow me and do what I do. You're not going to be Paul. You're going to be you. And you need to be like your father and emulate the character of your God. When you're surrounded by Nabal's. What happened to this story? It's a great story. You know, David is anointed king. He's been protecting this guy, Nabal, and his flocks and his herds. This is the shearing time. You'll notice in your Bible that this is always a time in a season when they settle debts. Okay? This is the same time you can see and season when people came along and got things situated and straight how about a guy in the old testament that went to his father-in-law laban and said now give me everything you promised me what was his name yeah jacob and it came at the same time that they were shearing the sheep this was a time to settle some debts this was a time where you paid people for what they did if they served you well and they were kind to you you paid them and you blessed them but Nabal says why should I bless this person who hasn't done any of this stuff and that's the attitude of a Nabal it's foolish it's unwise because God has given us everything right and in church we tend to lift up sometimes and in Christian culture we lift up Nabal's we do well they're gifted well they're blessed they're successful I want to be just like them and then we read in the scripture passages like this, Matthew chapter 7, 22, many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we cast out demons in your name? In your name, didn't we perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. What? You who practice lawlessness or you workers of iniquity. You don't, you never received my character. You, you, didn't, you didn't emulate my son. 
You cast out demons, you prophesied, you performed miracles, but you ain't getting in heaven. Now that's tough stuff. But it's the truth. You know, just because somebody has a dollar don't mean they make sense. Are you like Jesus? Do you want to be like Jesus? Do you want to emulate his character? This is what we pursue, church. Not gifting. Gifting is, uh, is dessert. It's an invent some. But, but, but character is what, we ought to, is, what, is what we ought to desire. Did you know that? Did you know that you can envy gifting, but you'll never, ever, ever envy character? Now let that simmer. Think about it. You can't envy character because good character is something you want naturally from your spirit. But gifting, you'll always say, well, I wish I could do that. It's not about doing in the kingdom. It's about being. It's about who you are. You notice in that scripture, Jesus says, hey, listen, there'll be people that on the last day will come and tell me what they've done, but not who they, come on, who they are. It's who you are in Christ. It's your relationship with him and who you're becoming in Christ that matters, not your gifting. Amen? Yeah. Gifting is good, but it's not the greatest good. There's better. There's more. Let's take a look at the story a little bit closer. There's this young lady named Abigail. She is Nabal's wife. Some interesting things about this that really just stand out to me. And you know me, I've, I find stuff, I find weird stuff, and I'm here to just tell you what's weird, you know? There's some cool stuff in here. Her name means father's joy. She emulates her father her heavenly father. She does the work. And if there's anybody that is maybe a female type of Christ in the Old Testament, it's Abigail. What did Jesus say about his life? He said, whatever you see me doing is what the father's doing. In other words, I'm just a mirror of the father. My life is just a reflection of your heavenly father. There isn't anything that I could do unless the Heavenly Father gave me power to do it. I am just showing you the character of the Father. Here is Abigail showing the character of having joy in her Father. She knows because a lowly servant came to her and told her, Hey, psst, heads up. You know, David, the, ones, the, the guy that's cutting the heads off giants, uh, he's coming with 400 dudes. He's going to whip your hubby. He's going to put a beat down on, on your hubby. So what does she do? She's obviously married to a fool. This is the greatest chance you'll ever get, mama. Let hubby go. Let it go. Let it go. Let's write him off. You know. You know the neighbors at work. You know the neighbors in your community. You know the neighbors in your church. For some of you, your pastor's the neighbor. <laughs> Write them off. They're irritating. They're foolish. They're goofy. They rub the cat's fur the wrong direction. Who cares about you? 
That's not what Abigail does. She has the character to go, wait a minute here. Here, I got a gifted, foolish husband. I've got a gifted, would-be king, and they're about to meet each other. I'm going to reconcile this situation somehow. I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to pray for this foolish person, and I'm going to stay back the wrath of this coming king. And I'm going to lay down my life. This is what she does. She actually takes the raisin cakes. She takes the bread, and she takes the wine. The bread and the wine represent communion, but the raisin cakes, those were offered in a drunken party to a false god. She, sa she saves her husband from himself. And now every wife in here says, I do that every stinking day. I don't even need this message, Pastor. Not stinking day. Every good day. Amen. Amen. All right. She takes this offering that would be to idols, removes it so that he can't worship with that. <laughs> Boy, I could go into some things. And, 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 then, and then she takes the, 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 the bread and the wine and offers it, grabs it all, lays down, gets on a camel, rides to where uh, David is going to be, lays down in the middle of the road because a lowly servant told her the king was coming. Because Jesus, the lowly servant, I don't know, you've read your Bible that he humbled himself and took the form of a servant, gave the news. She received it and had the wisdom to go and take what would be offered up to an idol and what would be an offering to a king, lay down in front of his troops and stop the horses. Do you recognize Do you recognize the power you have when you pray? When you lift up somebody that's being foolish, I know you don't want to because they're jerks. But if you don't, Abraham said if there be ten, Lord. I don't even get all the theology to this. I don't. Because God knows the beginning from the end. And yet in this moment, God says, sure, Abraham, if there be ten in Sodom and Gomorrah, I won't destroy it. And you and, you and I go, they just rubbed me wrong. But if you could just see, they've been assigned to you for prayer. That's your assignment. What'd you think? God wasn't going to assign you goobers? You get assigned goobers. And the only thing that's going to crack that nut is prayer. Some, for some of you, it's your spouse, man. Don't, don't nudge him. Just look at me. Look here. It's your assignment. You don't pick any of these people. Do you know that? That's an illusion. Picking is an illusion. Oh, please. You picked your wife? Yeah, you did. Right been married 20 30 years she different you didn't pick that you're assigned to that you don't pick your bosses you don't pick your neighbors you don't pick your pastor oh yeah we do no you don't 
everybody around you is in the process of becoming a goober again. And you, what you've got to do is you've got to be willing to be Abigail and say, because of the joy of my father, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to put character above your gifting and above your gifting. And, I, and I'm going to stand in intercessory. And, and I'm going I'm to offer reconciliation. That's what this means, is, is stand in the middle and pull two together. And I'm going to bless you. That's what she did. And, the, and, and, and what's cool is the, the Bible says that it stopped David dead in his tracks. He didn't go any farther. He, he, didn't, he didn't go and judge Nabal. And you say, well, well, great, Pastor Glenn. The world gets off scot-free. Nope, Nabal died 10 days later. The Bible says that his heart gave out. Judgment is coming. But there was still 10 more days. Say 10. There were still 10 more days that he could have repented. There was still an opportunity. There was still a chance. And it wouldn't have been there if not for Abigail. Now that's a superhero. That's what you do with your life, with your prayers. Man, that's honking cool. It's so awesome how she shows us this revelation. How does she do it? Can I briefly just, can I just have five, a little bit over five more minutes? How does she do it? What does it mean to have the Father's joy or the joy of the Father? It means to reflect the Father. How do you reflect the Father? You reflect the Father by spending time with the Father. I'm not going to make this complicated because it's not. This isn't pasta with no sauce. It's easy. It's easy. It's not convoluted. You spend time with the Father, and you become like the Father. Now, my wife is Irish. She's about 100% Irish. A little bit of Irish Indian, which makes her explosive. <laughs> now, there's a little thing called St. Patrick's Day every year, and she starts cooking this corned beef and cabbage. Now, when I met my wife 31 years ago, I didn't like corned beef and cabbage because it gave me gas. And it gives you gas, too. It's explosive. That's what I'm talking about. And it makes a whole house smell, too. But it's St. Patty's Day, man. That's what we do. And so over the years, the more time I've spent with her, the more I've become like her. I can finish her sentences. I can tell you what she's thinking. We talk about everything. I mean everything. It's embarrassing. If there was like, if you were a fly on the wall at the parsonage, you'd be like, I don't want to be here on the wall anymore. <laughs> you guys are weird. But the more time I spend with her, the more I want to be like her. And the more she becomes like me. And I like corned beef and cabbage now. A little. <laughs> I'm still working on it, man. I like the corned beef more than I like the cabbage. But that's, that's what it means. I spend time with her, and I become like her. You see, see, here's the problem. The church cannot articulate anymore how people can develop their character to be like Christ. We can't put it into simple words. We go off in the, these long theological discussions because we can't tell people how it works. It's as simple as relationship. Jesus taught us how to do it. You, you remember when he was in the wilderness? There were three things he did. Three things. He did not do them to be holy. Holiness is not a root. It's a fruit. It is the result of being with your father. 
It doesn't attract your father. You know, your holiness won't attract him. Come on. Come on. So, so stop trying to, well, if I just do this better now, just do that better. And if I just do this better. I love what Brother Tom taught this morning about be perfect as I am perfect. Jesus is saying, be mature. Be whole. Be like me. What did Jesus do when he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness? Right? There were three things that were going on. Right? He was fasting. <sighs> dun, 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 dun. We're probably going to do a little bit of that in Jamaica because I don't like everything Jamaicans make. But fasting is good. He was praying. He was confessing the word. This is how you conquer temptation. This is how you become like your father. Touch your little ears. Touch them. Now, where, show me your eyes. Show me those eyes. Okay. Your lives, your bodies, are like antennas. You're constantly picking up three receptions. For your notes, here they are. Stay with me, I'm almost done. For your notes, here they are. You're getting a signal from your flesh, from your own body, from your own flesh. And that signal says, I want to be like something, and I want to do something that daddy don't like. Just me? I woke up this morning saved, but my flesh wasn't. Hello? My spirit man is saved. I'm still dealing with my flesh. This is going to connect with Abigail in a minute. Stay with me. You're getting another signal. You're getting a signal from the world. The world is coming into your ears. It's coming into your eyes. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the up above is... Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. So you're getting signals from the world, right? And then you're also getting signals from the devil, the enemy. Yes? He's that guy that as you're driving on the road and you're really mad, you've got road rage, and you see 50 people on the sidewalk that says, turn your steering wheel to two degrees over. He's that guy that says, oh, you never thought that way. 50 points, 50 Oh, Pastor, you had to explain that to me because my mind is so pure. When I'm driving, I just never get mad at anybody. The other day, my wife's got this little saying now. She says, here's what you do. I don't like it on Main Street when people turn. When they put their, tur they put their turning signal on and now I'm stopped for 20 minutes. It feels like it. And what I say is, come on, you're with me, right, sis? Okay, and, and, and so what I say is, it's happening all over Finley. They're turning everywhere, honey. And my wife goes, well, yeah. So now, every time I get in the car, and I, go, I, I huff and puff a little bit, she goes, it's happening all over Finley. You're getting a signal from the devil. You're getting a signal from your flesh. You're getting a signal from the world. Let me tell you how to shut it up. Jesus, watch this. He fasted. That shuts up your flesh. Then Jesus, he prayed. That shuts up the world. Then Jesus confessed the word of God. That shuts up the devil. Now, I just told you how it worked. Isn't that precious? Isn't that simple? 
You know, it's interesting that after a while, Nabal's life had departed. Abigail is now single. All the single ladies. You like it, put a ring on it. David comes along and wants to marry her. He says, I like you, cutie pie. He marries her, but the Bible never changes her status as a wife. The Bible, even after she's married to David, calls her the wife of Nabal. Same thing happens with Bathsheba. She's still called the wife of who? Uriah. Even after she's married to David. Here's where you're at in this world. It really stinks to be in between, but this is where you are. You're right in between heaven and hell. Every day. You're married to Nabal with your flesh. At the same time, you're a child of the king. And I want to go home too. But for now, I'm in between. And I have the ministry of reconciliation. That's what we're called to. Paul says that. And I have the ministry of intercessory prayer. That's what we're called to. And for now, to get the character of Jesus. And how you do it is you spend time with his father. You spend time with him. And you start to live and act like him. I said this before, I'm so happy I'm back in Pop Town because I've lived other places where it was soda and they're weirdos. So I get to say Pop again because I'm from Pop, right? But every once in a while, I said it the other day, I said soda and they're like, soda, where are you, weirdo? Where are you from? I'm from the right place. But I had been with some people, come on, I had been with people and that changed me. Was it, something, was it something I did? No. Just being in the presence of the Father and spending time with the Father gave me a reflection of the Father's joy. My life starts to line up, and I'm, 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 I'm walking in the Abigail spirit. And so now when I'm confronted with a Nabal, if I've, if I've spent any time with Dad, listen, I can handle Nabal. But you can tell if you haven't spent any time with Dad. When Nabal comes around, that's where character comes out. It's not on a stage. It's not in gifting. Well, I speak in tongues. Big whoop-de-doo. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> Paul says that in Corinthians. He says, you speak in tongues? Whoop-de-doo. It's right there in the Greek. <laughs> whoop-de-doo. He says, I speak in... <laughs> he says, I speak in tongues more than you all. But if I don't have love... I am nothing. Character. Character. That's what Abigail teaches us. To be a real hero is to stand in between and say, God, they're acting foolish, but I know you love them, and I want to love them too. And I lift them up to you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Would you stand with me in prayer? This is, uh, this is your opportunity to lift up a navel this morning. There's someone that just puts the fur the wrong direction in your life. And you need to pray for them, Abigails.
You need to put them before the Father in love. And let God deal with their hearts. Let God change them. 